On your Tuesday episode of Locked On Raptors, the Toronto Raptors have a new daddy, and he's only 20 years old. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another episode of Lockdown Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, February the 13th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can follow my work over on the website that is very bad, at Woodley Sean. You can find the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors, and of course, you can join us over on the Lockdown Raptors Discord server. The link is in the description of the podcast. It's free to join, and it's a great place to be if you want to come and spiral after a game like we watch tonight no good on the screen but lots of good in the discord so come hang out and if you want to talk about draft guys you can do that as well it's a beautiful place where all different toronto raptors related interests are very much welcome uh of course you can find the show for free wherever you get your podcast follow subscribe rate review tell a friend always appreciate it when you support the show however you support the show we are of course on youtube as well you can follow and subscribe to the channel over there we're nearing four thousand subscribers so help us nudge over even if you're not someone who watches the videos every day now is the time to help juice the stats so join us over there on the youtube channel hit the notification bell and you'll never miss an episode when it goes live today's show is brought to you by our friends over at prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked in nba use the code all lowercase locked in nba for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. and anyone who spent 100 or more dollars to watch the toronto raptors play basketball on tuesday or monday night got their money's worth but not because of what the toronto raptors did here to talk about victor wembanyama just absolutely sunning the toronto raptors over the course of 48 minutes of pitiful basketball is our pal Vivek Jacob from Sportsnet. Big V, man, oh man, that was an ugly ball game from the Toronto Raptors, was it not? It was ugly, but man, watching Victor Wembanyama do his thing like that. <laughs> I mean, fifth player in How NBA is he real? <laughs> to have a game with 25 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, 5 plus assists, 10 plus blocks, Kareem Hakeem. Ralph Sampson, David Robinson, now Victor Wembanyama. As ridiculous as ticket prices are right now, fans might have got their money's worth. Yeah, but he had seven turnovers, so I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, we'll, we'll talk about Wemby. We're gonna get in. This is not a Victor Wembanyama podcast, even though it would be pretty cool if it was right now. We will talk about Wemby coming up. In the next segment, as we have a fun little parlor game that we're, you know, we're not going to talk about too much of what the Raptors did on the floor in this one, because frankly, they didn't do much on the floor. So we'll do a little Wemby themed fun coming up in segment two. We got the good, the bad and the hmm coming up, but we should begin with our biggest takeaway from this game. Big V, I feel like it can be nothing other than the Toronto Raptors, frankly, just didn't show up, right? There are what nine guys played rotation minutes in this game. Maybe two actually kind of gave 
life full performances the rest of it totally lifeless totally absent of any sort of direction uh obviously spooked by the existence of victor Wembanyama near the rim completely flummoxing them taking them out of their offense scotty barnes for some reason down 20 points throwing egregious passes to dudes and then getting mad when those egregious passes were not caught by the unsuspecting targets of said passes uh, just a bummer of a game for the Raptors. I think Scotty Barnes' worst game of the season, I would argue. Seven, nine, and nine. Yeah, you have the nine assists, the nine boards, but I, I just, this was not a good Scotty Barnes game. The starters as a whole, after I sung their praises on this very podcast earlier this very day about their work over the course of their time together, completely nuked all their stats in this game as well. I'm sure we haven't seen the numbers yet as we're recording, just as the buzzer's going at the end of the 122.99 affair. Uh, but Big V, I, I don't know, anything you want to add to my big takeaway here, that it just was just like a totally, like you can't use the we're a young rebuilding team when the team you're playing against is younger and rebuildinger than you. Can you? No, you can't. And Darko Ryakovic has already spoken after the game, and he said, quote, that was lack of effort, that was lack of intensity, that was lack of focus right from the start of the game, and everyone needs to look in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And that uh, you do. Like, you have an opportunity now to prove yourself. Every player on this roster needs to be in proven mode. Mm-hmm. Everyone has something that they can work towards on this team. And if they don't, say if you're Gary Trent Jr., you're trying to work towards something on any team. And so to see that type of effort is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what they come out with against the Pacers. But... You know, this is not a team, again, that can have any type of excuse, especially going up against a team that had 10 wins coming into tonight. 10 wins. 10. Like, I understand. You want to lose the Wemby minutes? Fine. Wemby's incredible. He was obviously giving them lots of fits. He was having an out-of-body experience in this game. But to not even win the non-Wemby minutes, they were at minus three in the non-Wemby minutes, and I think that was bolstered largely by garbage time in this one where the Raptors won the, the fourth quarter by five points when Wemby barely had to play. He just got to come in and get the 10th block for the triple-double and got to sit down. The Raptors could not win the wemby minutes against the Spurs. The Spurs, they're really bad. And again, significantly younger across the board than the Toronto Raptors as well. Like, Emmanuel Quickly has been to playoffs before. RJ Barrett has been to playoffs. Scotty Barnes has been to a playoffs before. Like... There's just no reason to even have this game be anywhere in the vicinity in the non-Wemby minutes. And yet, they completely could not get anything going in their in-between lineups. The starters had nothing in this game. Just a mess. And this is the type of performance you invite when you go down this road as a front office. And I know the front office knows that this is all probably part of what they were expecting. Masai Ujiri preaching patience. But this is also the type of game you can't afford when you're trying to make good on this stretch of season where finally you have a team set up, no one's worried about who's getting moved. Everybody knows the plan. You bring in veteran help in the form of Bruce Brown and Kelly Olenek to help grease the wheels, 
And then you get a game like this. You know, the Cavs game, that's one thing. They were, you know, working new guys in. I thought they actually played pretty hard, had a decent performance. They just got beaten by a team that's red hot that is number two in the Eastern Conference. The Spurs are not number two in the Eastern Conference. And, uh, like, to play this lifelessly, I don't know how it doesn't at least raise some concerns about what the final stretch of this season is going to be about. They very well could just, like, bounce back and have a wonderful stretch where they try hard and build some habits. But at this point, like the season could teeter. You're 19 and 34. You get through the all-star break. No one's feeling it. You're not feeling like you're building towards something. You're kind of spinning your wheels. And this is how horrible losing habits set in and become very hard to shake. Um, am, am I being too grumpy about this? I, I, I feel like this team is going to make like accelerate the process of me becoming a 30 something millennial grump who doesn't like the zoomers but like that's where we're at apparently it's like you could talk me off the ledge if you want but maybe you're feeling just as grumpy about this whole thing as me this was just like a game that you can't have i don't care what stage of your life cycle you're at you cannot play a basketball game in the nba with this little punch and effort and you know making the other team feel you i Take, take it over. <laughs> yeah. So quickly, I, I will touch on the one big positive out of tonight. That was Grady Dick. I mean, 18.7 mm-hmm. of For 10 sure. shooting, 4 of 5 from 3. And I thought there was a real zest uh, to his game. Very unfortunate that he is going to end up on highlight reels across the United States and here for being Poor the 10th guy, block man. of yeah. one um, And it was like a pretty embarrassing 10th block as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And for his performance, he did not deserve that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when you... So for me, I'm a big believer that, like, you make your own luck. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not so much in Destiny, but I believe you make your own luck. And what sure. that means is when you consistently give effort and uh, you're determined in your approach, when that sort of little sequence happens, that luck can work out for you. It will because you keep putting yourself in that position, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have this inconsistency and that is going to be part of the learning curve with a young group, then there's going to be the games that you might show up and you might fall short in the end in a game that you might win. You will have a game like tonight where you don't show up in a game that you should win and it all completely falls apart right and so now nothing is going for you so that's the value of consistency where at least you know on the nights that it should pay off it will but when you put yourself in this type of position where you don't have that consistency and approach then you can be exposed to a night like this 100 percent, and like I think to your point, how many times in this game was there like a weird little loose ball situation, you know, uh, you know, rebound that's kind of up for grabs, popping around, you know, a sort of broken play. And how many times were the Raptors on the the right end of the broken sequence? No, it mostly was just leading to Wembenyama throwing no look passes for dunks. And, you know, Emmanuel quickly getting it, you know, tapped away by Malachi Branham. And all of a sudden there's a bucket out of it when you have the, you thought you secured the rebound. Like, the Spurs were just there to kind of do the extra little thing. They were the nerd in class who's like doing extra credit and the Raptors were simply not. And yeah, it's, you know, everyone's got to look this at goes the back mirror, to your earlier right? point. Yeah. 
100%. Where it's your earlier point was like, hey, it's one thing to get outplayed in the Wemby minutes. Yeah. But in the non Wemby minutes, when it's Zach Collins and their bench guys in front of them and they're outplaying you, that's that's hard to take. That's something. Keldon Johnson be a plus 27, man. (laughs) What are we doing here? Like the fact that we were going into the fourth quarter with the Spurs up 27 or 28 and wondering if they would even need Wemby to play the fourth. Now they got him in there. He got his 10th block and then he sat. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you were in that type of position against a 10 win team, now 11 and 43 on the season, like that's pathetic. Yeah. No, there was like from the Raptors end of things, no reason to watch this game outside of Grady Dick tonight. And Kelly Olenek was fun too. We'll talk about him, I'm sure, coming up later in the good, the bad, and the hmm. But first, we have some fun to get to. Fun if you're a fan of like alien movies where people get murdered and stuff. Uh, we're going to do the Wemby Fear Index. Sometimes when people see an alien, they want to understand it. Sometimes they're horrified by it and don't know what to do. We're going to dig in to talk about how scared every member of the Toronto Raptors was that by the mere presence of Victor Wembanyama. We'll get to that coming up in just one second. Today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks, the single best way to play daily fantasy sports. It's super easy. It's just you against the numbers the way it should be. All you got to do is pick more or less on player stat projections from the nightly run of NBA games, hockey games. Of course, the NFL is done now, but that was a thing you could do as well all season long. It's all there for you. It's a beautiful thing. And again, it's just you against the projections. All you got to do is pick two to six players on a given entry and get those right and watch the winnings roll in. And right now, it's demon time on prize picks. You can now win up to win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks, and you can turn 10 bucks into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play prize picks and the newest and most exciting thing I've ever had in an ad read for this podcast to get into. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts, so now you can win it 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. It's demons and goblins time, baby. Visit prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LockedInNBA for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars as pricepicks.com slash locked in nba code locked in nba for a first deposit matchup to 100 dollars prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy all right we continue on here with effect jacob breaking down a very nasty toronto raptors performance against a very not good san antonio spurs team and a very excellent victor wembanyama who is ridiculous and did about 14 things in this game that made me go huh? uh <laughs> was uh it was pretty wild uh so with this spirit of Victor Wembanyama being an alien sent from some planet to play basketball and ruin all of the humans, I wanted to play a little game here uh, based on how the Toronto Raptors performed in the shadow of one Wemby in this basketball game. Uh, obviously, no one performed exceptionally well, but some people had more heart than others going up against the alien species. And so I wanted to kind of have a bit of a game here. We're going to run through the Raptors roster from tonight. And maybe using a scale of one to 10, maybe we get creative and use a pop culture alien movie reference to to illustrate our point. It's all open. Do whatever you want with it. It's fine. But we're going to go through each guy and determine where they fall on the Wemby fear index with like the most fearful being just the people running and screaming in Independence Day. Oh, my God, they're going to get killed by the aliens. 
and like the least fearful being like Amy Adams in Arrival, where she's like, I want to talk to them and understand them. They're cool. Look at this. This is great. Um, so Vivek, with that, armed with all of your alien movie knowledge that I'm sure you have, and I'm sure you're not worried about as soon as I thrust this topic upon you, uh, let's run through the Wemby Fear Index. Let's start with Scotty Barnes, shall we? Seven points, nine boards, nine assists. Where does he fall on the Wemby Fear Index? Scotty was uh, one of those people running away pretty hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> running away pretty hard while also throwing no-look passes to nobody. Uh... <laughs> we, I mean, this also might have just been like a very mean alien and Scotty was being like Amy Adams, like here is a ball. And Wemby was like, no. None of that. <laughs> Blocked him twice, laughed at him, sent him on his way. Um, yeah, Scotty, not not going in the uh, all-star highlight reel uh, this game, I can tell you that. No, like if the game against the uh, Cavs on Saturday, I, I sort of used the, the argument yesterday or earlier in the podcast on Monday that I recorded that, you know, if that was a game that was sort of affirmation for those bullish on scotty barnes this game was affirmation for those who are bearish right like this was just not a good scotty barnes game ultimately he'll be fine i'm sure he's not going to be this lifeless i'm sure going forward hopefully it's a learning experience wins and lessons etc etc but yeah he was basically one of the dudes in the penitentiary on alien alien three uh just no chance just you're getting eviscerated by the alien you're sorry you're done um just xenomorph food Let's go next to uh, Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl. I have one for this. I sent you a video for my thoughts on this, so I'll get mine out of the way because it's no surprise. Uh, ever seen the movie Mars Attacks where Jack Black is uh, maybe a little coked up, uh, but his whole thing is he is like fearless and going to fight the aliens. And his death scene, if you just look Jack Black, Mars Attacks, death scene, 24 seconds of Jakob Pertl tonight, just fearlessly charging into battle, gun drawn, gets up close, realizes, uh-oh, they have blasters that will melt the skin off my body. And then he got the skin melted off his body. Jakob Pertl tried really hard, but he was no match for the advanced technology of Victor Wembanyama in this one big V. Yeah, you know, I was, I was thinking aliens, but then I was thinking, you know, maybe we can just refer to Jurassic Park because it is the Raptors. Hey man, you'll get. Um, I'm not gonna get a complaint from me here. I love me some Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know, it's just hey, here's a friendly dinosaur. Let me go say hi. Oh no, I've been eaten up. So he's Dennis Nedry. You gotta do yak better than that, man. Ah ah ah. Uh, let's go Gary Trent Jr. Uh, not covered. He, if he if we're going Jurassic Park here, he was uh, the guy who gets eaten on the toilet, maybe. Uh, <laughs> was not pleasant for old Gary tonight, was it? No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, it, it's... You know, Bobby Webster said it's TBD with Gary. Um mm -hmm. I feel like it, it, TBD is trending into, you know, the, where the D stands for uh, driving him to the airport the second the season ends. Yeah, this, yeah. This this might be this might be uh, 
you know, since we're getting into throwback mode, this might be Patrick Patterson not getting an exit meeting and just never speaking to the Raptors again. <laughs> I mean, I, look, here's the thing is I want better for Gary, right? Like he's been a, a good sort of uh, soldier for this team through some weird years. He's been there. He's been shooting threes at a pretty great rate. The starting lineup for tonight had been fantastic with Gary Trent Jr. in there. Plus 16 net rating coming into this game and 143 possessions for the Raptors starters. And yet, yeah, a game like this where he's dribbling sort of meanderingly into nothing, uh, obviously scared of going to the rim, throwing weird errant passes just because Wemby's there to nobody. Pretty tough stuff from Gary Trent Jr. in this one. Let's go R.J. Barrett, shall we? Um, had a decent shooting line, 6 of 10, but was not a great R.J. Barrett game. A minus 30 overall, team worst. Uh, where was he on the Wemby Fear Index? Again, we've kind of gone all over the place. Maybe we're sticking with aliens. Maybe it's other monsters and movies that we're talking about here. Um, but, uh, you know, we can broaden it if we want. But where are you at with, get with uh, R.J. where he falls in here? Yeah, I think this R.J. game trended more uh, towards some of the mistakes that we were wary of coming in right and just sort right. of the overzealous driving and um just maybe trying to do a little too much and you know frankly in a performance where you were hoping for someone to anyone to do more uh it's hard to complain about that <laughs> but uh i think with rj it was it was you know, sort of bad RJ, like the stuff that you kind of have been wary about uh, during his time with the Knicks that kind of showed uh, in this one. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe he could have just afforded to be a bit more uh, respectful around the paint. <laughs> yeah, this was the thing. It was very much like just driving head on. It was like uh, Randy Quaid's character in Independence Day, just like, I'm not afraid. Let's go. And then gets, uh, I think, eventually uh, just lit up. Um, maybe he goes down in a blaze of glory yeah, that, that could also apply here as well. I, I haven't seen independence day in some time, but, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that is a pretty good summation of RJ. He tried hard, but man, oh man, was he completely, uh, and utterly neutralized at the rim by the laser blasters of Victor Wembanyama. Emmanuel quickly, probably his worst game as a Raptor so far, two of 12 from the field, seven points, uh, not great stuff from quick in this one. Where does he fall on the fear index? So, I mean, he was definitely fearful because uh, of the 12 shots, nine were threes. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, just like, I'm not touching that alien. No way. I'm going to the woods. I'm John Goodman in 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'm going to yeah. the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was uh, he was uh, David versus Goliath gone wrong. He was like, I'm just going to, you know, yank this pebble from over here. <laughs> and hope for the best. He was playing like uh, the type of basketball I used to play against my my grandfather, who would always school me growing up. So I just learned to shoot threes over him, and he'd get really mad at me and call me a coward for not driving it to the basket. Um, so that's that, he's a he's a Sean on the fear index in this case. Uh, <laughs> and my grandfather is Victor Wembanyama. Uh, let's go quickly through a couple other guys. We don't need to go through the whole bunch of the bench guys. We talked about Grady yeah. Dick already. No fear there. He was awesome. Also, most of his minutes, I think, kind of aligned with Wemby not on the floor, which was helpful. He did get, of course, absolutely demolished at the end, as the aliens are wont to do um kelly olenic though pretty nice game from him 17 5 2 3 6 of 10 uh you know you'll take it 
And I don't think he was all that scared of Victor. Like I feel like he's the guy who got clowned the least by Victor. Where do you got him on the on the on the, on the fear index here? He was smart, man. He yeah. was he was just really really smart. Um, he might have been Alan Grant. You know, he there like he was just like, hey, I know I'm not gonna meet him up here. Sure. I'm, I'm gonna reach down. I'm gonna meet Wemby down low. Try to poke the ball away. And he did that a few times. And mm -hmm. it's like. All right, man. On a, on a night where a lot went wrong, those were some wins, and we'll take it. And uh, you die with honor, sir. Yeah, when an alien invasion is going on, you have to sort of lean on the things you do well. Much like Joaquin Phoenix in the film Signs, where when the aliens are attacking their house, he uses his abilities as a former minor league baseball player to uh, beat up the alien with a baseball bat. Uh, and I think Kelly Olynyk's baseball bat in this case was just sort of like, old man YMCA acumen, and it worked out well. Fake little V-cuts here and there. You had the sort of pumps and drives and whatnot. A really nice, heady game from Kelly Olenek. Uh, let's lead it off, leave it off with Bruce Brown, who did a lot of work in garbage time in this game. Overall, not his best game, I would say. Um, I don't know how fearful he was necessarily of Victor Wembanyama. Where would we slot him in? Um, That's a good question. I mean, I think on the night, you know, I'll probably I'll I'll give him like a pass. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't overzealously bad. It wasn't, you know, there's obviously no huge positives uh outside of Grady. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah, I think uh I'll just I don't know if there's a reference for him, but I'll just give him a pass. We'll leave it there because we've stretched our film knowledge far too mm -hmm. thin, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm, come thinking back. Of, I, I'm thinking of uh Harry Potter references now and going up against Voldemort. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, you know. We'll come back on the other side, round it up with the good, the bad, and the hmm to leave off this very silly show. Uh, which hey, what else are we gonna do? It's a silly episode. They got smacked by the freaking spurs. We gotta have some fun with it. We'll come back and decide. Close it out. Good, bad, hmm. Today's show is sponsored by Better Help. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. And it's important to let that out with somebody who is unbiased in your life and is just there to listen and offer their insights as to what you may be able to do as far as coping strategies to deal with what you're dealing with. So right now, you know, this can be a thing for anybody, right? You're struggling with work stuff. Maybe you're trying to get yourself back into shape. Maybe you want to work on a relationship in your life and have it be a little healthier. Therapy can help you do all of those things. Therapy can be different for everyone as well. Most of us have bigger problems than what your favorite sports team is doing, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be uh, convenient and suited to your schedule, very flexible as well, and even to the point where you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if the therapist you're matched with does not quite match with what you're looking for. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Rounding up the show here with Vivek Jacob of Sportsnet, the uh, good, the bad, and the I forgot it because good starts with it. And there was no good in my brain from tonight, so I, the word association wasn't kicking in. Uh, the good, the bad, and the hmm, the way we rounded every single episode of the pod after a Toronto Raptors basketball game. If you can call that game tonight a basketball game, we will commence the segment now. What you got for your good, Big V? I'm going to stick with Grady. I think he was really, really good tonight. I think, like... His first shift, you know, coming off uh, the bench, he had uh, a tough transition bucket. 
He had a really nice curl around a hard Kelly screen, dribbles into a mid-range fadeaway. Um, super encouraged by what I saw from him, knocked down a bunch of threes. So uh, really enjoyed his performance and definitely the biggest positive of the night for me. Yeah, uh, he was really, really great and continues some white hot shooting splits of late. He came into this game with like a north of 60 true shooting over his last last 11 games. That is going to go up substantially, one would think, with his 18 points on 7 of 10 and 4 of 5 from downtown. A couple boards in there as well. Um, so yeah, great from Grady Dick. I think my good in this one features Grady Dick. It was a small little pocket of the first quarter where a bit of a lineup change and rotation change Bore some fruit for like a hot second where Emmanuel Quickly was the first sub out. They brought Quickly back in with the bench. And there was a moment there where Emmanuel Quickly, Bruce Brown, Ochai Abaji, Grady Dick, and Kelly Olinick were flashing some pretty fun bench mob potential. It was like very brief and fleeting. This was the best part of Quickly's game for sure. Um, it all kind of fell apart after this one little stretch to close the first quarter. But in that little stretch, there were some good looks for uh, for Olenek, for Grady Dick, obviously. Um, some sort of actions that sort of developed over the course of a full possession to kind of involve everybody. Um, I, I, it was lovely, you know, quickly setting up corner threes for Grady Dick. It, it was like, okay, like this group maybe can't stop anybody ever, but who cares when they can score and play beautiful, harmonious basketball like this? And then the rest of the game happened and kind of washed that away. But that was good for a second, so that'll be my good. Uh, what was your bad from this game? Yeah, I mean, look, he's the franchise player now, and I think uh, to have the performance he did in a game like this was very discouraging. Uh, you you have the hype of Wemby versus Scotty. You have the hype of their showdown in San Antonio where mm -hmm. Scotty had one of his best games of the season. And, you know, I was kind of holding out hope at halftime where because if you look back on that san antonio game he had a pretty miserable first half and didn't contribute much and then absolutely went went off in the second half and overtime and you know you don't want that to be the trend uh that's obviously uh one of the things you kind of earmark with scotty uh when you look at the course of his career it's just hey that consistency and approach quarter by quarter and that is going to be an important part of his development to monitor. And yeah, it, it just wasn't there tonight. It wasn't good enough. And I think the most frustrating thing was he had uh, a tough pass to Yak that resulted in a turnover, but he just got frustrated and didn't run back. Yeah. Um, then later, he was frustrated with not getting a foul call when Wemby blocked him on a dunk attempt, which... Mm -hmm looked pretty clean to be honest with you uh and and so he was complaining about the foul there then when raptors come down for the final possession as he's dribbling was, out the clock this was insane by the way <laughs> as he's dribbling out the clock he's literally just staring down the ref the whole time <laughs> and not even exchanging words because i don't think the ref was saying anything back for it to be an exchange but he was continuing to harp on that foul call. And he ends up blowing by on a pick and roll um, mm -hmm. to get a dunk. And then he wants a foul called on that when I, I didn't see any foul. And no, so he blew by the guy pretty clean. It was like, why couldn't you do this more tonight? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
and it was like great move great dunk um mm-hmm. but yeah the extent to which he got caught up um with other stuff mm-hmm. uh and the extent to which he's gotten caught up with other stuff previously that is definitely something uh that is that is going to have to mature um as we go here no doubt and look he's he's 22 years old right we keep on repeating the refrain he's stepping into a new role but as our pal Assad Alvi astutely noted tonight yes he's 22 years old but the guy on the other team is 19 and is mature as uh so um you know it, it's not all not everyone comes along at the same pace obviously it's not it's just a joke it doesn't mean anything but um you know it's got to come right this is the type of game that you hope you learn from and hopefully it's not a sort of recurring trend but this was definitely not what you want and that yeah that sequence where he's staring down the ref only to throw down his one easily earned bucket of the night was uh pretty wild stuff uh we'll round it out with the hmm what you got for your hmm wait did i have a bad uh, my bad no. was also Scotty. I, that, that that that's yeah, it was not good. Um, and uh, yeah, last with, with the hmm, what you got for your hmm? Is there a hmm from this game? Well, I mean, maybe not necessarily from this game, but just thinking big picture. Uh, I thought that Gary Trent Jr. might uh, w- would get moved by the deadline just to mm-hmm. open up playing time at that position, and so I wonder now, even with him on the team, at what point is it worth it to just get? Uh, whether it be Grady Dick or Ochai Akbaji in the starting lineup um, and get a look. For me, uh, obviously, Grady Dick, you know, you want to see him get minutes and you want to see him get his opportunities. So uh, maybe he can get that look. But also, if I were to think of a theoretical prototype to go with the BBQ core in that Mm. starting lineup, it would be more the Akbaji type, someone who you can put on uh, you know, a primary ball handler um, and have like that defensive acumen, uh, maybe get him in the corners more. That's one thing, you know, since he's come over, he's taken uh, several above the break threes. And I think if you can get him in the starting lineup, get him more looks from the corner, mm-hmm. uh, which he's been known to make threes mm-hmm. from, then I think that would be better suited to his capabilities. So uh, for me, it's just wondering at what point is it just be- you're better off getting a look at either Grady or Agbaji in the uh, starting lineup. That's interesting. I hadn't really considered Ochai as a potential starter just because I don't know if the upside for him is starter on this team. I think it's right. probably really nice reserve. And, and so I'm not and like, I mean, he didn't cover himself in glory tonight. One of eight. Uh, speaking of dudes who are afraid around the rim, uh, tough stuff from Ochai in this one as well. Um, but he had the one nice finish in trenches, which was great. But, uh, you know, Grady, I think, is like the sort of obvious guy. You just stick him in there. It's down the stretch. You're losing games anyway. Throw your rookie and see what he can handle. I also think there's an argument for Kelly Olenek just for size and to have a little bit more in terms of playmaking on the floor to help grease the wheels for Scotty, RJ, and Quickly, who, like, we also have to remember are part of this whole developmental thing, right? And so I think having Kelly in there as a sort of guy who can just sort of do the things within the Darko offense that Gary Trent Jr. really struggles with, like pass and move and stuff, um, I think could have a sort of beneficial effect for Scotty Barrett and quickly as well. But we will leave it there. Big V, thanks so much for hanging out for a very pretty stupid episode, frankly, overall. Uh, but I had fun. I had a great time. We're talking ball. It's 1030 on a Monday night after a 23-point loss, and I feel like it was a good time. So I feel like we accomplished something do you have anything you want to promote for the good people out there 
Well, the one thing I will promote is uh, I am doing a Pascal Siakam review of his time as an Indiana Pacer so far leading up to the Raptors Pacers game on Wednesday. So you should be able to uh, find that at sportsnet.ca on Wednesday. And uh, besides that, you can check out uh, my other stuff at sportsnet.ca. You can follow me on Twitter at Vivek M. Jacob. And for all the cricket fans, you can see all my cricket work at the Cricket Canada website. Hell yeah, you can. Go do that, would you? Uh, even if you're not a cricket fan, become a cricket fan through our pal Big V. Um, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks for subscribing, following, rating, reviewing. If you haven't yet, go do it. Again, we're pushing for 4,000 subs on the YouTube channel. Please come help us out. We're like 25 away. We're so close. This doesn't take any of you. Really appreciate you doing it. Um, and we'll be back again on Wednesday with another episode of Locked On Raptors. I think Katie Heindel will be along. Maybe we'll do a mailbag episode. And we'll probably get into our feelings about Pascal Siakam returning as well. And that will do it. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Bye-bye.